Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to The Full Ratchet. On today's investor story segment, the experts weigh in on the characteristics, personality traits, and behaviors that they see in the most remarkable and successful entrepreneurs. Here's the special segment called Exceptional Founders. On today's special segment, we have William Mugayar. William, have you had the pleasure of investing in an exceptional founder? If so, can you highlight the aspects that made that founder or founders in general exceptional? Sure. It's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, I, I think one, one, thing, one thing is that uh, I like, in, if I were to label an exceptional founder, it's, it's somebody that can keep evolving and that can keep growing as their startup grows. Because a startup is like a baby and they, at the beginning they are shapeless and, and then they start to grow and take a shape. And then as the startup grows, then the way to manage it, it changes. And uh, the founder and the CEO and the top management, they have to change as well because uh, the nature of the challenges change with the evolution of a startup. So the ones that do well are ones that are able to evolve themselves and uh, they, they can deal with the challenges that come to them, and they don't always come to you for anything. I mean, I, I don't mind interacting with a lot of uh, founders because being an investor is like being in the, in the service business. We work for them, and it's a cliche I'm using, but I practice it. But uh, sometimes they, uh, they, they come to you for a lot of things, and they're not able to grow uh, but sometimes they know exactly what to ask your help for and they can go and do something on their own and you see them come back and they just uh, have taken something uh, quickly from you and they went and delivered on it. But sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes they, they want to solve everything on their own and then they, they keep at it and they don't tell you anything for a while until it's too late and then it becomes a crisis. Um, so, so trust is important in terms of trying to see uh, what um, they can come and talk to you about and so they know how we can support them and, and how we cannot support them sometimes. On today's special segment, we have John Medved. John, have you had the pleasure of working with or investing in an exceptional founder? And if so, can you pick one and talk about what made that entrepreneur so great and unique and maybe highlight some of the characteristics in some of the best entrepreneurs that you've worked with? I've worked with a lot of exceptional founders, people who go that extra mile 
I've worked with great CEOs who've come in and worked with them. We were lucky enough back in my venture days to invest in a little company called Deal Time with Nahum Sharfman and Amir Ashkenazi. That company later got named Shopping.com, and these guys were brilliant. But what made the company successful, really, at the end, was the partnership between these two super Israeli entrepreneurs who had actually, this was their second outing. Unfortunately, one uh, passed away after Shopping.com, but the other year has gone on to other successes. But what really made the company successful was teaming them up with a brilliant U.S.-based CEO, a guy named Dan Saporin who has now gone on to a great career as a venture capitalist. He's the lead investor at Lending Club and very active in a bunch of things. But it was that combination of brilliant entrepreneurs who had great technical skills and great zeal and passion, together with an experienced manager who knew how to scale a business and run it. And I love situations like that. I think that the successful companies, the great companies, are an ensemble effort. They're about different people with different kinds of skills working together. And especially as we've been doing, sourcing a lot of deals out of Israel, it's about bringing on other skills that can complement these guys. And this company raised a bunch of money in back as fashionable in the late 90s. We funded it in 98. I think we had raised like $80 million before 2000 and the bubble burst. But what made this company successful was these guys essentially met that challenge head on, got their business straight, got lean and mean and ultimately got public with Goldman Sachs and sold the company for over $600 million to eBay. You really see the quality of your entrepreneurial team when they meet and overcome a crisis. Is there anything about Amir pre-investment that really jumped out at you and you said, I've got to invest in this guy or these two guys? They were just so smart and so ethical. First of all, had a successful run before. They were brilliant. And anybody who met them then or meets them now, at least Amir, Nahum is no longer with us, you see that right away. And it was really interesting because in this case, they came to us initially with an idea which we didn't like and a different name for the company. We liked the guys, but we didn't like their idea. (laughs) So we literally pretty much together with them came up with this new idea of comparison shopping. We came up with the name Deal Time. And then we wrote a million dollar seed money check. So this was a case really of liking the guys and realizing you can always find an idea. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta and there's already 16,000 VC backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. In this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. 
So on today's special segment, we have Christine Tsai of 500 Startups. Christine, have you had the pleasure of investing in an exceptional founder? If so, what made that entrepreneur so great? And can you highlight the aspects that make founders remarkable? Well, I certainly feel very fortunate to do what I do because I feel like I actually learn much more from the founders that we're investing in and you know, even our team. I'm not sure how useful I am personally, but, <laughs> um, but I think you know, it's so great to work with companies, one, you know, either they come through our accelerator and we invest that way, or, you know, even if we just invest as a seed deal. And, you know, obviously it's difficult to have a one-on-one relationship with hundreds of companies. You know, ultimately sometimes it's some companies that I have a stronger rapport with or not, but, um, but regardless, um, have definitely worked with a lot of great founders, you know, earlier mentioning Ipsy, that's a great example of, exceptional founders. Marcelo and Jen run the company just amazingly well. And I think it's a true testament to this, the fact that they haven't really had to raise money until recently. They actually uh, announced a huge round, but in the last few years, they've been, you know, for a business like that, that a lot of people perceive to be capital intensive. They've done a great job. They haven't needed to, they've run the team really well. They've run a strong business. They've built a strong brand. I feel like there's so much I could learn from even them. I mean, you know, for myself and even for Dave, it's not like we've had an experience, you know, had experience in the past building a VC fund or growing a company to now hundred people. You know, we still feel like we have no idea. I feel like every day I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm sure, you know, I'm, but you know, the thing is, I'm sure all these exceptional founders feel the same way. That's kind of just part and parcel of being an entrepreneur. But yeah. On the job, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But in terms of like, I guess the, you know, the founders that are truly exceptional and what makes them so great, I think that for a lot of them, they're very, they are very focused and they know kind of what they're building and, and, you know, focus is definitely a big, I guess a common trait that plus really focusing on the company culture, I think is a big thing. And even from, you know, when the company is small all the way till it's it's kind of a funny thing to think about what's your culture when it's like three people, but it actually starts there. It starts with the founders and really maintaining that as the company grows. And there certainly are going to be a lot of growing pains as company grows from 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, 100 people. I've certainly felt that with 500. It's not an easy, it's definitely a lot of ups and downs. And then I guess, you know, it's probably a lot of qualities, but I think the other thing is um, founders who are very good at, I guess what you say is like hustling. Like they, they kind of have this view of not why I can't do something, but how can I do something? So they think about how to, I guess, just how to make things happen um, instead of kind of feeling pessimistic about things. Like, I mean, so for a lot of the founders I've had the chance to work with more closely, it is definitely that mindset that they, they feel you're always going to run into all sorts of problems, but founders who are kind of good at tackling these problems head on or figuring out ways to solve for them versus either getting frustrated or giving up. It's that definitely is a differentiator. Yeah. Even with some of the top investors, I keep hearing this sound bite from some of the better investors out there that when they got too hung up on why something couldn't work, mm-hmm. then they missed like a huge opportunity because they were so focused on the reasons why it wouldn't work like an Airbnb or an Uber instead of the potential it could have. Oh yeah. Certainly from the investor perspective too. Like if you, you know, thinking about like, Oh, well, why would something not work versus like, how could this actually be a big market? Maybe it's something I just don't understand. Can I dig into this more? 
um, that's certainly applicable. Yep. That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening. Thank you.